Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast, where healthcare meets business, with your host, me, Dr. Karen Litzy. And just as a reminder, the information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not to be used as personalized medical advice. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and I want to wish everyone a very happy new year, and hopefully 2023 is off to a good start. Here at the podcast, we're really excited to have Joe Ranke back on the podcast for our first one of the year. So talk about being off to a great start here. So as many of, if you are a longtime listener of the podcast, you're very familiar with Joe Ranke. If you're not, Joe Ranke is a chartered financial analyst chart holder and is the founder of Fitbucks. In the past five years, Fitbucks has helped 15,000 rehab therapists manage over $2.2 billion in debt and assets using their innovative financial planning technology. And on today's episode, Joe is talking about how to have financial freedom. So understanding what financial freedom is, what the difference is between a budget and a financial plan, and how to develop that plan based on your goals. So Joe goes over a lot. And of course, at the end of the podcast, he has an update on the student loan situation. So if you have student loans and you want an update, you'll just have to listen to the end. Now, another great thing that Joe is doing is he is hosting a webinar in the beginning of February. So if you go to podcast.healthywealthysmart.com, in the show notes, you'll find the Financial Freedom Webinar. You can click there. You can sign on using my affiliate link, and you can listen in on Joe's Financial Freedom Webinar. Like I said, it'll happen in the beginning of February. So sign up for that and enjoy today's podcast. Hey, Joe, welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023, right? So how are you doing? I'm doing good. And it's crazy that you said 2023 because it was like, I went back. You said, welcome back. I went back to like the first time we were on. And I think it was like 2017, 2018. I'm like, wow, time kind of flew. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, you know, the episode we did last year was right around the, the uh, new year last year. And it was in the top five most downloaded episodes of 2022. So maybe we'll have a repeat here. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Everything from the real blown up financially to uh, mortgages and interest rates and student loans and financial planning and everything else. So yes, yes. So and let's talk. So let's get into it then. I know that we're going to talk about financial freedom. So you'll have to explain to us what exactly that is. Yep. And a student loan update, which I'm sure a lot of people with student loans, which is a lot of people out there in the world would love a good student loan update. So I'm going to throw it over to you and let's talk about financial freedom. What is it? Why should we care? Yeah. So this was a a journey for me to come up with this, like, and it's based on research and even in my own life. Like when I first graduated from college, um, you know, I, I knew investments. I've been investing since I was like 12. Like I went to the school for that, but I was also in sports. So I went to go work for the Dodgers. And my problem wasn't student loans. I only had like 10 grand student loans. My problem was I was making like 26 grand a year working in LA. Um, and, and I left the Dodgers 
And my financial plan was basically like quit the Dodgers, work for Wall Street, make them a ton of money. And I'd be happy, right? And that didn't really come to fruition because that turned down all my internships on Wall Street. So it was like nobody would hire me. Um, and so I got a, I made a deal with uh, a bank, but also had a wealth management department. And they said, look, while you're getting your CFA, which is like a three-year study program, you can go into wealth management. Then once you're done, you can transfer into our investment analytics and like basically our, our, wall, our wall Street team, basically. And I said, yeah, let's do this. And so when I was in wealth management, I started seeing all these people that were like 45, 50, 55 years old that had financial planners for like 15 years and they're paying them all this money and, and they're nowhere near hitting their goals and they're panicking. And I'm like, you know, what, well, what's your goal? And one of the third goals they came up with that I kept statistics on was financial freedom. And I would ask them, well, what's financial freedom? And I'm like, having a lot of money. So I don't have to think about it. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not working for you. <laughs> But that's also one of my goals <laughs> was just to have a lot of money and not have to worry about it. So obviously I got to change something here. And so I started doing a lot of research on what is real financial freedom. And what I found out is it's not this magic number in the sky. Like a lot of people will be like, oh, you need a million dollars. And, you know, this horseshit 4% withdrawal rule, like you'll have money forever. It's like, no, that, that, that isn't right. And I came up with that because when I was talking with different people that I knew or that I thought were financially free, like I would talk to people that I knew that had a million or $2 million, but they were nickeling and diming everything. And they were miserable financially. Like they had so much stress financially that it's like, you, this is not financial freedom. Like you're stressed out over money. Like what's the difference if you don't have money in your stress or you have money and you're stressed about it? Like it's still stress. That's not free. Mm -hmm. Then on the other side of that, I started talking to people that had actually had a lot of money that were free. And what I found out was that, you know, like one of them told me, you got to have intangible financial freedom before you have tangible financial freedom. And it's like, well, what is that? It's like, okay, well, you have to have an understanding. You have to be able to develop a plan and be able to implement that plan. And so that's what I began building all the research around was those three things, understanding, planning, and implementing. And that's you know, basically what we, what Fitbox, that's the new technology release. It's, it centers around all three of those things to make financial freedom easy for you to achieve from an intangible standpoint. So that way you can actually achieve it from a tangible standpoint. Um, and so that's, that's financial freedom to me. And it's funny because, you know, over my years on the internet, I met a lot of these financial social media bloggers that are like financial independence, you know, like, what is it the fire movement and all this type of stuff like i need this magic number and they're always like how come you're not hounding this on people i'm like because that's not financial freedom and, and over the years they've progressed to being like i now understand what you mean like that's not financial freedom like just not having to worry about this and just having a system in place is financial freedom it's like yes um so that's the true meaning of financial freedom you got to get it right from an intangible standpoint first before the tangible piece ever comes because i mean you can have you know, you can inherit, inherit, hit the lottery, have $50 million and still lose it. You're still not financially free. And we see that all the time, right? Absolutely. Statistics, statistics bear that. And that's where I came up with this stuff too, is again, being in sports, you know, the average average athlete in Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, they make more money in three years than the average person makes in 40 years uh, in this country. Mm -hmm. But statistically within three years out of the league, about 70% of them go bankrupt. You see the same thing with people that inherit money, people that uh, are actors and actresses, uh, people that win the lottery. You know, that's why they talk about like the quote unquote silver spoon millionaires. 
there's not that many actually like to be honest with you like most people i think it's something like 80 or 90 percent of people in this country that are worth over a million dollars earned it themselves because most people that inherit it blow it because they don't have a clue what to do they don't understand they don't have a right. plan how to implement it right right uh, yeah you could just look at the uh at the vanderbilts if you look through the <laughs> vanderbilt history you had you know, Cornelius Vanderbilt, who was by far the wealthiest person in the world. And as it went from, I think it took like maybe two or three generations and it was gone. gone. Yeah, gone. And that's why it's funny because it's like, I've seen interviews with Shaq where he's like, my kids won't inherit a, a dime. And that's why he's like, they got to earn it themselves unless they're mm-hmm. just going to not figure this stuff out and they're just going to blow it. So, right, right. Yeah, it's real. (laughs) So let's break down this financial freedom plan. So you said part one was understanding. So can you Mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about what understanding means? What do we need to understand? And what have you seen in your experience that people don't understand? Yeah, so there's actually a number of different things. But the number one, the number one thing that... I found, I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. But when people came into me and they're like, well, I have a financial plan. I'm like, okay, well, what is it? And they pull out a budget. And I'm like, no, guys, a, a budget is not a financial plan. A budget might actually be part of a financial plan, but it's not the financial plan. And a lot of people are like, well, what do you mean when you say that? And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, when you do a budget, most of the time, it's just you putting numbers in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then like, if you have a budgeting app, all it's doing is saying every month you spend more than that or this month you spend below that. That doesn't answer anything. That just tells you what you're spending. And so a lot of times when I ask people, what do you want out of a financial plan? It's like, well, I want to be able to hit X, Y, Z goal. Like I want to be able to save this amount for, for a car. I want to be able to know, should I be buying a house or should I be renting? <clears throat> what should I be doing with my student loan? Should I be paying them off or go for loan forgiveness? You know, if I'm married, should me or my spouse stay at home part-time or full-time? Like, whatever it is, like, am I on track to hit retirement? Like, that's what a financial plan is. Your budgeting app doesn't do that. Like, it's not going to tell you that. And so oftentimes people would be like, oh, well, so budgeting is not important. It's like, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> what I said is that it's not a financial plan, but it plays a part. And that part is organization. Okay. And that's where the second part people make mistakes on is, they're like, okay, like if you go on to type in like financial planning, whatever in Google, the first thing that all these people say is start a budget. And so that's what people do. They go into Excel and it's just like this throw up list of numbers in Excel with formulas that are broken all over the place. And, and then they realize they can't do it. And so they download an app and then it's just organized chaos on an app instead of Excel. It doesn't mean anything. And so what I've figured out through my research is like, you know, you got to boil this down into three categories basically there's money for today which is your income and your expenses and you have money for future self which is investing or paying off debt and then you have risk management which is like insurances and insurance is used to protect your financial plan and so when you bucket it into those three groups it makes the overall plan when you go to build the plan it makes it very easy because you have everything exactly organized and then when you go to build the plan you actually give everything meaning because you're like, okay, this is going here. This is going here. And that's what I found with the budget. Most people, they, they, they stop, they build a budget, but only like 20% of them follow it because it has no meaning. Mm-hmm. They try to change their lifestyle overnight. And if you try to do something overnight and it just doesn't have any meaning to you, you're, you're going to stop. 
Like it doesn't mean anything. You don't see the results and financials that second group money for future self investing, paying off debt. That takes time. You don't see a result tomorrow. You know, no, of like, course not. Right. You're not, it's not like working out where you go to the gym for a week or two and all of a sudden you're like, you look in the mirror, you're like, wow, I'd look kind of swole, like awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't see those immediate results at all. Right. And so that's why people stop budgeting. But when you organize it correctly and you give it meaning to what you're doing, which we'll talk about, that's, that's the fundamental piece of understanding is understanding how to actually budget and what's the purpose behind the budget. And not just tracking numbers because somebody says you need to budget. It's like, okay. Right. So that's, that's the first piece of really an understanding. That's the most important piece. Of course, there's more than that, but that's the main key piece. Right. Right. And so understanding, and then you've got develop a plan. Mm -hmm. So I think when a lot of people think about developing a plan, like you said, they're like, Oh, I heard that if I want to retire, I need to have, well, $3 million, right? That's usually yeah. like a good, a good roundabout number. And then I'll be able to retire. So I just have to do that. Yeah. But that's not quite a plan. I don't no. even know that that's a goal. No, not at all. So go ahead and expand on that development of a plan. Yeah. And you got to have, first of all, you got to know what your goals are and you have to prioritize them say, look, my number one goal is buying a house. My number one goal is paying off loans. My number one goal is saving for a wedding. My number one goal, whatever it is, you got to, to make sure that you have that. And the reason why that's important is because the biggest part of a plan, like those individual components, that's what people are trying to do. And what I found, one of the, one of the biggest reasons people make mistakes is they're trying to do too much. And then it's like, they're trying to like, I get on the phone with someone. They're like, you know, I want to pay off my student loans. I want to save for a house. I need to save for my wedding. I need to save for a car. I have my 401k. I got my Roth. We're going to have kids. So it's like, whoa, slow down. Right. And so the analogy that I give is like, if I'm trying to fly from Austin, Texas to San Jose, right. And I, I give, uh, I, I get on the plane. I ask a pilot, where are we flying today? He has like one goal, one focus. I am going to San Jose. Now he gets to San Jose and maybe his next flight to San Diego and that's his next focus. But a pilot will never tell you, oh, well, I'm going to fly to San Jose and San Diego at the same time. Because if they did that, that means in air, the plane broke apart and crash landed in both places. Well, the same things with money. When you're trying to do all these different things, a little piece of you might get some retirement. A little piece of you might pay off a little bit of your mortgage. A little piece of it might pay down your, your debt. But the next thing you know, you're 55 or 60 and your finances have basically crashed because you never did anything to the fullest. So what I found in research when I was telling you about people that I researched, what did they do? They focused. They focused. They said, this is my number one goal. That's what I'm doing. And they would accomplish that and then they would move on to the next one and the next one and the next one. And there's some minimums I'll, I could talk, I'm going to talk about a little bit later on, but there's minimums that you got to do. So like get your 401k match, you know, put uh, like $50 at least a month into a Roth IRA, like pay your minimum debt payments. And then with your leftover money, all of it goes towards that number one thing. And so that's why the first thing we talked about, about understanding the budget, that's why it's so important is because you're like, here's my, my today money. Here's money for my future self. Here's money for risk management. When you set that up and you set up those minimums, you see exactly what's left over. And now you got to say, that's what's going to that number one goal, period. And also, if you set that up 
and you realize that you don't have any extra money for future self, then you can go back to your day-to-day money with your expenses. And you can say, okay, well, I need to cut some expenses so I can have some money. And instead of trying to do everything at once and just change your lifestyle, you focus. You say, look, I'm going to take one expense this month. Like I'm, I stream too much on Netflix. For this month, I'm just going to cut Netflix and not have it at all. For 40 days, that's what I'm doing. Boom, done. Okay, this month, I'm not going to go out to, to, to restaurants. And you're not worried about your investments. You're just focused on cutting that one expense. And the next thing you know, over the year, you've changed your lifestyle. You got 15, 20 grand sitting in your bank account. And now you have extra money to go do what you want. And so when, you, when it comes to the plan, the actual plan, before you start answering, well, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? It's like, well, what are your goals? And what do you need to do to like, just focus on one of those things at a time? And you will end up achieving so much more financially than if you just try to do everything at one time. Plus we talked about like, it takes time to do these things. Well, if you focus on one thing, you're going to achieve it a lot faster. So you're more likely to actually achieve your financial goals versus trying to do everything at once. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And when you say to focus on one thing, is that you're focusing on one thing for that month or for that year? If you're cutting expenses. Yeah. If you're cutting expenses, yes. Now, if, if you've already cut expenses, you got some leftover money to do like number one goal, maybe number one goal is saving for a down payment for a house. And that's going to take you a year and a half. For a year and a half, that's what you're doing. Got it. Now, again, like I said, you're still getting your match in your 401k because that's like free money, right? Other debt payments, like your car payment, you have to pay that. You can't just ignore it. We also say a minimum going into a Roth IRA if you're eligible, like it's because of what we call retirement income diversification. But all the extra money, you're not trying to max out your 401k. You're not trying to save for anything else. It's like, I'm saving for a down payment for a house. That is it, all right? Plus it makes it easier too. Like when you go out to buy something, you're like, man, this is like $300. And I, if, I, if I just don't pay for this, like that's $300 more towards my down payment for my house. Like right. it gives you meaning again. That's the whole reason. It gives you reason to do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's, right. the, that's the big part of the plan is focusing. Okay, great. Now- the hard part. <laughs> so you've got the understanding, you've developed a plan. Now you have to implement it. And this is where, I mean, we're human beings, right? We don't like to do things that we're not comfortable with a lot of change. It's hard for us to make new habits. So what is your best advice to implement a financial plan? Yeah, well, this is where again focusing comes into place because I like to I like to up level everything and make make it simple. And again, we're talking about financial freedom, and so it's like okay, when I'm implementing this, what do I need to do in terms of do I track this? Do I track that? To me, that that's too detailed right off the bat. Okay, going back to the focusing thing, there I'm not going to go into it because there's like. There's way it's like psychological. It's called the square root law, where it's like if you take the square root of a population, that square root is it results in like 50 percent or more of the results of that population is because of the square root of that. Okay, and I, I'm on, it, it's science, it's proven data, like all this type of stuff. But I took that law and I said, okay, again, going back to the very first thing we talked about, organizing your information. Okay, well, if we have these three groups of money: money for today, money for future self, risk management. Our quote unquote money population is three. So if I take the square root of that, that's one category. Mm -hmm. So wherever the majority of my money is going, 
that's what I'm going to get more of in the future. And that was one of the big things I, I realized in my research of where people were failing is they would set up their plan in their 30s or whatever it was, 40s, in their 20s. And they might have like 60% going to day-to-day money in their expenses and only like 20% going to money for future self. Mm. And then over time, even though they got raises and everything else, they'd have what we call lifestyle creep. So by the time they're 50, they still got 60% of their money going into expenses and 20% going into money for future self. It's like, no, your only goal when you're implementing your plan is to try to switch that over time. And it's hard now, especially because of inflation and everything. But the goal is to say, okay, from a high level, when I'm implementing my plan, I might have 55 or 60% right now going to expenses and 20% going towards money for future self. But my goal is to try to get that flip-flop as fast as I can. And it takes time. You're not going to be able to do it overnight. But it and, it and you might not ever get to 50%. But that's still your goal is to get to 50% or more going towards money for future self. Okay. And sometimes that might even be, you know, like Karen, we, we've talked a lot in the past about like different types of courses and types of, and just ways to develop your, what we call human capital skills. Sometimes that's you saying, look, my asset that I'm investing in is a course because it's going to increase my income, which will allow me to invest mm-hmm. more into the, that's, that's an investment. Like that's still transitioning over into that. So from a high level, again, the simplification is, okay, what do I focus on? That's the focus, getting more than 50% of my money going to that second category. And as long as I'm trying to do that, I will hit that tangible financial freedom most of the time, what we see is it takes about 10 to 25 years to really hit that. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. And then from there, that's where you say, okay, well, how can I actually implement the, the nuts and bolts of this? I mean, that's where you have different technologies, like the new one that we released, where once you say, here's my financial plan, mm-hmm. it's tra- it saves all that down on your Fitbox profile and you can link your accounts and everything. And then it tracks it to say, this is exactly how much money is going here, here, and here. And then that's, that was my thing. You're talking about implementing it. When I was researching people, I'd be like, so how long does this take you guys to do? And they're like, oh, I spend like five hours every Sunday doing it. I'm like, no, that's not going to work. Like there's got to be ways for you to actually track this stuff. Right. Easily. And that's and that's what throws people off. Because mm-hmm. they say, if I have to do, it's going to take me all this time. Forget it. I don't want to do yep. it. Or, or then you're going to pay someone a big, huge amount of money to do it for you. And they don't really do it. That's the crazy right, part. Right. Like, I, so, I just I know a family member that was literally paying a financial advisor thirty thousand dollars a year. That financial advisor would literally look at the account for about two hours a year, and it was basically right before their phone calls that they had to mm-hmm. manage it for a year because everything they did was they just put it into a robo advisor on the back end and they just left it. So right. literally, they don't pay for anything. And so that's why with like the tracking part of the technology we came up with, it, it tracks it. And some people, they, they go really in the detail. They want to see every single expense. Other people just say, look, I want to make sure I'm going to put in my income. And I just want to see what percentage of my money is going to that money for future self. Mm-hmm. The other stuff, as long as I'm not like negative cash flow, I can care less about day-to-day expenses. I want to know mm-hmm. what percentage of my income is, is that increasing over time to that money for future self. And that's all they track. And that's good enough. If you're going now, if all of a sudden you're not putting money into your future self, yeah, you need to go back to day-to-day expenses to see why your cash flow is not there. Mm-hmm. But from a high level, I mean, that's what what I do. People are like, oh, well, like, do you go down to the T? Like, how much you spend on this? I'm like, no, I I don't care. As long as I have money going to that second category, 
That's what I did. That's why, first of all, I know this works is because once I figured this out, I did it for myself. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this worked. And then I did it for family members and friends. And now we've done it for 14,000 people on Fitbooks. Like, yeah, it works. And so that's the key is, is from a highlight level of implementing it, focusing on the, the key thing. And that's getting that money, that lifestyle creep, avoiding that and getting more money mm-hmm. to that second category. That's your ultimate goal. And then from there, your secondary goal is, hey, what is my number one thing? Do you want to save for a house? Whatever it is, that's your secondary goal. Right. And the third piece is, is, is can I use some type of technology where I don't have to spend five hours every Sunday or every week trying to track this thing? Right, right. And so you have done that at Fitbucks. Like that's what this technology is. Yeah, absolutely. So So where can people find out more about this technology and its use? And and if they're interested and if they're hearing this and they're like, yeah, that sounds awesome. How do I get the, how do I do that? Yeah. Just go to fitbooks.com, sign up our our free version of the profile. It just has like little like tools, like student loan tools and that type of stuff. And you still talk to a coach for free, but then our premium membership, it actually has the financial planning technology where those three buckets I told you about, those three categories, when you actually budget, that's the first thing is setting that up so you can see where you mm-hmm. want to go. And then you can go in and put in life events, like getting married, paying off student loans, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can simulate that and you can see what happens over time. And you can actually build multiple plans and compare them side by side. So you're like, hey, should I go on loan forgiveness for my student loans or should I buy a house or not or the value mm-hmm. of the house? You can compare them. And then once you say that's the plan I want to do, you can click implement and then link your accounts or just do it manually and track it over time. And then once you have the premium stuff too, you also get a designated Fitbus coach. So at that time you, you talk to the same person whenever you want to have a question, there's no added cost to talk to them or anything like that. Right. Right. Um, and so that's out there. We've been beta testing that with people for about a year, year and a half. And then this new version, we just rolled out to the public about two months ago. And then we're doing another upgraded version too, where like, if you don't want to build your plan, we have an optimization one where literally you answer like five questions and we literally build the most optimized plan for you. Um, and so that's, that's rolled out, but I put a blocker on it right now because I want to tweak some of it and mm-hmm. that's rolled out again in January. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's there. Um, so yeah, awesome. it, it's exciting. Cause as you know, Karen, I mean, we've been, it's been a long time building coming. this for the last four or five years, <laughs> but that's, that's good. That's yep. a good thing. It means you didn't just like throw everything up against the wall and see what to see what sticks. You mm-hmm. actually use data and and um like you said over 14,000 people. So it's like you're refining this. And and the thing I also like it's like you didn't just build it and be like, "Okay, it's done." Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's never going to be fine. done. You're um, fine. And now how much is this premium membership because it sounds like it's going to be really expensive. Yeah. So most of the time, like it's $45 a month, but oh. like we have specials right now that are $18.99. I was thinking like so. two or $300 a month. No, 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 no. That's the best part about the technology. Nice. It allows you to go in and do it and you don't need to rely on a financial planner. But I know, you know, again, from data that when it comes to some of these big financial decisions, people still want to talk to people. That's why we yeah. have Yeah. You know, the coach is not there to, to build the entire plan for you because you don't need to rely on them for that like the technology can show you what to do, which I'm adamant on because when I was in the wealth management industry, the biases that I saw for product mm. placements, because that's how mm-hmm. they got paid. I'm like, no, no, sure. no, no. So I was like, the technology is going to help you do that. The coaches are there to answer your questions and help you 
use the technology to answer those questions and guide right. you on, you know, right. what to do with the tech so that way you can get the answers and do it yourself. Um, so yeah, I, again, our investors are like, you could be charging $200 a month. I'm like, nah, like we don't need to. Uh, right, <laughs> so yeah, right. right now it's $18.99. Amazing. Amazing. For, uh, for the new year special and everything. Right. And so everyone that's fitbucks.com and we'll have a link to it um, at the podcast and across social media and everything else. So now let's, talk about student loan updates. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure people are like waiting, <laughs> waiting with bated breath to hear about these student loan updates. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, first off, people are actually starting to get upset. Like at first when everybody was like, oh, student loan repayments on forbearance, like this is fantastic. Now people are starting to get pissed because it's like, okay, I got to gear up to, to make payments. And then it's like a week before, nope, we're extending it again. So people are actually starting to get upset because, you know, it's kind of hard to plan. Um, right. You know, it's like, wow, we got this much money saved. What do we do with this? Like, just sit on it for now. Like, just wait. Um, so one, people are getting mad. But it's like, you know, don't get mad. <clears throat> you know, know what's coming down the pike. Um, I'll start about with the forgiveness stuff first and then some of the student loan repayment plans that are coming out. Um, this whole 10K or 20K and forgiveness, I mean, I've said this on day one, it's never going to go through. Um, my thing, I'm not a legal scholar or anything. Um, but in the heroes, heroes act that they, that they said that they used one of the key things in there is that it has to show that the emergency declaration, because of the emergency, it per, put student loans, put somebody in a worse position. Okay. And that's just not the case with COVID forbearance because since COVID hit, no payment has been due and no interest has been charged on federal loans. So at worst, people are in the same position. They're not in a worse position. And so just on that alone, it should get thrown out out and say, no, this isn't doable. Legally, it's not doable. It's got to go through Congress, blah, 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 blah. Um, now the problem though, is that since it was done, you still have to find somebody that has standing to sue. So somebody has to say, I was harmed by this. And so there was two or three cases where they were legit harm. And then the Biden administration came out and made some like last minute changes to their, to, to get rid of those lawsuits. Um, but there's been two or three that have found their way to the Supreme court. Um, they're hearing arguments in February uh probably have some type of ruling in june um if not before that i highly doubt that it will go through in court i don't see it happening um for multiple reasons um will it be done sooner i've heard some people in the legal industry say that in january when the house of uh, representatives goes to the republicans that um they will end up suing uh, the Biden administration to start repayment again, like forcing them. Um, and they think that they have a lot of legal standing to stand on on that because every time the Biden administration has extended the student loan pause for repayment, they blamed COVID. In this last time they extended it, they said that they couldn't start it because the pending court case with loan forgiveness, which Got it. That, that has nothing to do with COVID forbearance. And so 
they think that they're going to go to the court. And if that's the case and that goes to the Supreme Court, they think that they'll do a ruling on both that and forgiveness at the same time immediately. So some people are like, they're going to be doing this in February because mm -hmm. they view it as like the mask mandate that they did when they took that to court and there was mm -hmm. basically decided fast. And so there's a chance that student loan repayment starts sooner. Um, I've been saying from day one that my gut feeling is that as long as Democrats are in, in the presidency, we won't have student loan repayment ever again. Um, because that's their ultimate goal is free education. So however they got to do that, if it's a student loan repayment pause, they're going to do that. That's what I think is going to happen even when this current one gets extended or the other big news is that Biden announced with the 10K student loan forgiveness that there's a new income dreamer repayment plan they're going to come out with. And this plan, I mean, it's already very generous. So most people on IDR, like if you make $60,000 a year or $48,000 a year, your monthly payments are like $200, $250 a month. So you can borrow like 300 grand. Your payments are $250 a month. Mm -hmm. underneath, underneath this new IDR plan, that payment would drop down to like $30 a month. And so that's what's out there, but that's all the details that we've gotten. It doesn't, there's nothing about who qualifies, like any of that mm -hmm. stuff. It's supposed mm -hmm. to be rolled out in July of next year. But everybody thinks that Biden's holding off because he wants to see what's going to happen with the 10K and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And then if it doesn't go through that, they're going to make that IDR plan even more generous. Got it. Um, and that's going to be the way they backdoor the free education with no monthly payments for the bulk of people. Because mm -hmm. uh, they're not, I mean, they're not shy about this stuff. You have a lot of Democrats like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and all this stuff. They've said flat out, our goal is free undergrad and to transfer the payment burden to graduate students, which they by and large have done. Mm -hmm. um, and so... You know, that's where we're headed as of right now. I just don't see student loan repayment coming in for a lot of this audience. The big thing is going to be what's that new IDR plan and can I qualify for it with my graduate loans and should I switch to that type of plan because it saves me so much money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can't really answer that question yet because we don't know the details. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Anything else? Anything else on the student loan front? Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, in terms of strategy for right now. Just keep saving uh, and yeah. pretend the payment's there. Keep putting the money in your in your mm -hmm. bank account and just mm -hmm. keep saving. And when they do kick in, that's when you implement your, your strategy. So earlier right. we talked about building out your financial plan. You're still building it out as though you're making the payments. It's just getting swept to your bank account for the time being. Right, right. That's it. That makes sense to me. All right. Well, before we get going here, what would you like to leave the listeners with? Any words uh, of wisdom or a wrap up from the talk today? Yeah, uh, financial freedom. I mean, that's if you guys can get on that about understanding, under like how to use the budget correctly, being able to say, hey, what is my what's the key to the plan? And it's focusing and then saying, OK, when I implement this, the number one key is being able to say, hey, what percentage of my money is going to that money for future self? The amount of stress that that takes off of you of just knowing that simple framework and having a way to implement that, that to me is financial freedom. Um, you know, I joke around, I've been telling people I've been financially free since I'm like 23, 24 years old. And they're like, oh, you were a millionaire when you're 23, 24. I'm like, no, I didn't hit that for years after that. 
but I, I, I have not stressed about money since then. I, once mm-hmm. I figured this stuff out, it's like, yeah, I just don't stress about money. Um, cause I, I have this basic framework that I follow and that's freedom to me. Like to me, freedom is not having to worry about money and stress. I'd rather go stress about my five-year-old. And right. Right. There are <laughs> other things in this world to stress. There's plenty of other things to be stressed out about. Let's take exactly. one of those out of the equation. Let's take the money part out of the equation. Exactly. Well, Joe, thank you so much. And I know I've asked you this a million times, but I'm going to ask it again start out the year right. So if you were to give advice to your younger self, what would it be? Start or start now. Um, you know, I, I mentioned, I figured this stuff afterwards. I mean, I went through when I was like 12 or 13, my whole thing was understanding and planning and implementing and all that stuff. I didn't know it at the time. But I remember people asking me why I got so into investments. It's like, because I don't want to have to worry about money and do whatever I want to. And then, you know, as I graduated college, you start getting into the whole rat race and that mindset switched somehow. I don't even know how it switched. It's just society and life switched it. And then once I got that wake up call, it was like, oh, wow. Like, why did I need to go back to this? And so it's like, if, if you haven't started it yet, start like your life is going to be so much better and that's again going back to my future self is you know i don't really care what society says anymore <laughs> like i'm just, i'm gonna go do what i know works because that's what evidence says that's what works like um so that's what i tell myself is start doing it now you know i, I talk about that square root rule again i don't want to go too much into it but it's like it applies everywhere in life like if you got nine friends three of them are going to influence you Right. Mm-hmm. So those three mm-hmm. people that are going to influence you in the right direction, because if they're not, that's part of financial freedom. You got to replace those three friends like with someone that will. I know it's tough. It's cutthroat. But right. It's like, right. If you if you want financial freedom and you want that push, again, it can be anything. Financial freedom, going to the gym, starting businesses, whatever it is. If those core people that are around you aren't doing like pushing you, you're just going to get more of the same. Right. So start now. Start understanding these things, you know, and you know, get after it. Excellent. Great advice. Where can people find you? Fitbucks.com or all, all over Facebook. Uh, I think it's like Fitbucks official. Like we have a group yep. on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Fitbucks official. Uh, we're there. We've got some YouTube videos too on the channel. So if you guys want to check out the videos, again, it's just Fitbucks. Just type in Fitbucks and YouTube and pull you up Perfect. on the channel. And Perfect. Go from there. Excellent. And we'll have links to everything at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com in case you missed it and all over our social media as well. So Joe, as always, thank you so much for coming on the show and giving us all this great information and telling us about your great uh, premium membership over there at fitbucks.com. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's fun. Absolutely. And everyone, thanks so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to leave us your questions and comments at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com.